Hi, this is Felix Chimeranyika, lead pastor of Kairos Christian Center in Lelonga, Malawi. I am happy that you have joined us for the Kairos Lelonga podcast, and I believe God is going to inspire you and break you through into your kingdom destiny as you hear the word unpacked. This is your Kairos moment, God's appointed season for your kingdom breakthrough. God is a God of purpose and design. God is a God of purpose and design. Because of that, He created you for a purpose. You have particular gifts, particular talents, particular skills, particular personalities that make make up a gift mix from which you can serve the purposes of the kingdom. Now, there was a time the church was very religious that it was thinking that the work of God is only done within the four walls of the church. The earth and its fullness they belong to God. One commentator says one author actually said there is not even an inch of the universe that the sovereign Lord does not say it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. And so everything belongs to God. And God has put humanity in the earth so that they fulfill his purpose. He has put you in the earth so that you can fulfill his purpose. But the big thing becomes, how do I know what God expects me to do? How do I know what God has called me to do? And I think this passage here reminds us that when we activate our skills, when we activate our skills, we move into the destiny of God. Tell your neighbor, when you activate your skills, you move into the destiny of God. Tell the other one too, when you activate your skills you move into the destiny of God. Hallelujah. Amen. The story of Aholiab and his friends and by the way, if you're looking for some names for your cousin or you know somebody that's newly born, there's some nice names here. Ahisamak. Aholiab. Nice names like us. But we see in this passage the skills that are needed or the skills that help you to move into the destiny that God has for you. Now here, skills is an acronym. It's an acronym. So, skills S stands for spiritual empowerment. K is know-how. I is I, myself, my personality. L is life experiences. The other L is love to do 
or hobbies. And then our skills has a Z in it instead of an S. And the Z is for Zion. Will you do it for the kingdom of God? And so those are the things that help you. To come at a place where you serve God, where you move into the destiny that God has for you. I want you to watch number one, the spiritual empowerment. Look at verse number 30. Then Moses said to the people of Israel, See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And he has filled him with the Spirit of God, with skill, with intelligence, with knowledge, and with all craftsmanship. To devise artistic designs, to work in gold, and silver, and bronze. Let me just stop there for a while. Now, I want you to watch the context. The children of Israel have come out of, of Egypt. They were slaves in Egypt. They are going to their promised land. But God has said something to the children of Israel. That every man go to your Egyptian neighbor and ask them for gold for silver, silver or some nice things. And so they did. And the Egyptians, they gave them the gold, the silver, and all the nice things. And the Bible tells us that is how Israel plundered Egypt. So Israel plundered Egypt when they were getting out of Egypt so that they can get into the, the when they get into the wilderness, they can build the temple of God. Here is something that you see in the Bible. Whenever God is about to embark on a project and the project on earth requires resources, God opens doors to his people for those resources so that they can do his work. Hallelujah. Amen. Please understand that. That is a basic understanding of God's provision. That the provision of God is for the vision of God. In other words, he'll never give you a vision without the provision. The vision always comes with the provision. And so God will provide to his people so his people can do the work of God. And so in the previous passage, in fact, if you look with me on page number 20, I'm sorry, Verse number 20 of 35. Says, then all the congregation of the people of Israel departed from the presence of, Mo of Moses. And they came, everyone whose heart stirred him, and everyone whose spirit moved him. And brought the Lord's contribution to be used for the tent of meeting. And for all its service, 
and for the holy garments. So they came both men and women all who were of a willing heart brought brooches and earrings and signet rings and armlets all sorts of gold objects every man dedicating an offering to gold, of gold to the Lord hallelujah Amen. so that's the context God wants to build the tent of meeting. And so now we come to a guy who we've been told has been skilled. And you know many times we think these are spiritual things and these are physical things and so the spiritual things don't connect with the, with the physical things. Watch what he said about this guy or, or is it Bezalel? Watch what he says. He says, and he has filled him with the spirit of God with intelligence, Nilu. with noble craftsmanship. It's not just make you speak in tongues and do miracles. Uh, 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 no, 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 no. The Holy Spirit will also give you skills. In other words, in the operation of your gifting, you're not, you not just operating spiritually or operating just physically. And so that if you're an accountant, that's not spiritual. No, no, no. God can skill you that you, you would have a mind for accounting and digits. But watch, it's the Holy Spirit who has empowered him. Hallelujah. For those of us that are living in the new covenant, after Christ has risen from the dead and has sat down at the right on the day of Pentecost, oh, we have more of the Holy Spirit than these guys in the Old Testament. Testament. And in fact, we are, we are told by Jesus, don't leave to them until you are clothed with power from on high. And so the coming of the Holy Spirit, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to help us to do the work of witnessing is something needed. It is from the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that we start operating. When we look at the book of Acts, we find not only does Jesus command his disciples not to leave Jerusalem until they receive the power of the Holy Spirit, but we also find that when the Holy Spirit comes, there are evidences that he has come. When somebody is empowered with the Holy Spirit, there is evidence that this person has been filled with the Holy Spirit. And so there are five instances in the book of Acts where people are said to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Three of those instances explicitly state that they spoke in other tongues. One instance, we don't know what the sign was, but there was some sign. And so therefore we say here that when you feel the Holy Spirit, the first evidence of it, you would speak. Now, I, I want you to watch this. Speaking in other tongues is not what the Holy Spirit feeling is about. Oh, now I speak in other tongues. Spirit, that is about. That's like saying, 
I want to make a cup of tea. And so now the water has heated or has boiled. And so it's showing off steam. And so he's saying, oh, the steam is tea. No. The steam is not tea. You are looking for the hot water. The steam only tells you that the water has boiled. Very same thing with the film of the spirit. The speaking in tongues is only a sign that you have been empowered. Now that you've been empowered, be a witness. Go and tell people about Jesus. Do the works of Jesus. Because Jesus said, greater works shall you do than these that you see me do because I'm going to the Father. And when I go to the Father, I'll send you the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will empower you to do the very same things I was doing. But you need the Holy Spirit. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so on the day of Pentecost, these guys that had run away from Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, they broke their sprint records. They broke their running records. And they run away from the soldiers from the temple. Scared. On the day of Pentecost, with power from on high, all they started praying. Like they started speaking in other tongues and praising God. And they went out into the streets. And people were wondering, are these guys drunk? Can you see the boldness there? Where did it come from? They filled with the Holy Spirit. And friend, when the Holy Spirit comes, He brings His gifts. The Holy Spirit is the gift of the Father, but He also gives gifts to the body of Christ. And so Paul will tell us, 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, verses 4 up until 7, and He's going to show us, so He shows us there, that there are several gifts the Holy Spirit brings to the body So there's the gift of speaking in tongues. Now speaking in tongues and praying in tongues are different things. If I speak, I'm speaking to you. But if I pray, am I speaking to you? No, I'm speaking to God. So speaking to God, we say, we call prayer. Speaking in tongues is when I come and stand and address you. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul says you should not do that without there being any interpretation. Oh, but I thought I saw you walking down, up and down here, speaking in, speaking in tongues. Praying in tongues. Because I wasn't speaking to anybody, I was talking to God. And so he says there's the gift of tongues. But that gift of speaking in tongues also needs another gift the interpretation of tongues. Because the gifts of the Holy Spirit are there to build up the body. And so if I speak in a tongue to you, but you can't understand what I have said, how will it benefit you? 
And so speaking in tongues must be accompanied by interpretation of tongues. And then there's the word of knowledge where you can know things that ordinarily you wouldn't have known. The Holy Spirit brings that gift to There's the word of wisdom where you bring a solution to a problem. Think of Solomon. When those two prostitutes came, and each one of them was claiming the baby. And Solomon said, listen, let's cut the baby in half. We give you half, we give you half. One of the prostitutes says, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll give my half. And Solomon said, you're not the mother, that's the mother. Word of wisdom. There's healings as a gift of the Spirit of God. There's discernment of spirits where you can tell that spirit that is speaking is the Spirit of God. There's miracles. There's faith. Belief in God for just great things. And all this, so says, they're the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Do you know God wants you to use them wherever it is that God has sent you to? We usually think of Daniel as a prophet, isn't it? But do you know what his day job was? Daniel was a governor. Like a prime minister, an administrator. A political administrator. That was his job. And yet, Daniel used his spiritual giftings of somebody who would have dreams and interpret dreams and he used them to the benefit of the country. Remember Joseph also interpreted the dreams of Pharaoh and saved the whole of Egypt from hunger. Listen, God has given you spiritual gifts. He has empowered you with the Holy Spirit. He wants to empower you with the Holy Spirit so you can unlock the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Some you do wherever it is that God is. Some of you, you dream things before they happen. Anybody who dreams things before they happen, don't be ashamed. Put your hand Amen. 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 Right? That's the Holy Spirit working in you. Some of you dream these things. Some of you, you just have an impression about somebody and you ask him, is that true? Mm. God, God wants you to use that. Because that's part and parcel of the Spirit's equipment for you. But what if I get it wrong? What if I get it wrong? Well, is there anything you've ever done you never got wrong? You got it right the first time. You got it right the first time. And got it right every time. There's no such thing. We learn these things, isn't it? To those of us that have impressions and prophetic words for people. Let's not come at a point of saying, this is what God says. Say, this is what I feel God is saying. 
Because you may be wrong. Amen. Amen. You may be wrong. And there is nothing wrong with being wrong. Because part of the process of growing is this my spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And so though, don't hold back. Tell your neighbor, don't hold back. Use your gifts. Use your gifts. And so you can see how the spiritual gift is used at work. With Joseph, Joseph, it's used at work. With Daniel, it's used at work. In fact, we can actually say, with Joseph, he got a promotion because of his spiritual gift. Amen. He got a promotion because he had insight. He had revelation. This ought to work this way. So he has a revelation. Your dream means this. And there's even wisdom there. So here's what you should do about that situation. We all have spiritual gifts. In fact, Paul, Paul writes in Ephesians chapter number 4, verse number 7. He says, grace was given to each one of us according to Christ's gifts. So all of us, all of us, there is a gift from the Holy Spirit in our life. I have gifts of the Holy Spirit inside I have gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. So first of all, discover your spiritual gifts. How do you discover them? Well, by using them. So you dream, or share your dream. You know, I dream such such a thing. And, and it happened. I dream this about you. Now, watch it. It's not everything God reveals to us that we should tell that person. Sometimes he reveals to us so that we can pray for that person. Amen? Amen. And so let's also seek wisdom. Is there something I should tell this person? If it's something that may break them, I don't want to tell them like that. Hallelujah. So, each one of us has a spiritual gift. For those of you that are taking your notes, just write down the gifts that you have. Amen. Write down the gifts that you have. The dreams. The visions. Those are platforms on which God wants to use you. And I want you to watch something else too. From verse number 31. He says, And he has filled him with the Spirit of God, with skill, with intelligence, with knowledge, and with all craftsmanship. To devise artistic designs, to work in gold and silver and bronze, in cutting stones for setting, and carving wood for work in every skill craft. That's where the K comes in. Remember, we have S K I L L Z for skills. 
S, spiritual gifts or spiritual S, empowerment. K is know-how. See, some people think that because God has gifted them with something, they don't have to be trained for it. No, 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 no. no you have to be trained for it. You have to be trained for it. So God has called you to be a preacher. You need, you need the training to be a preacher. So God has called you to be an engineer. You need the training to be an engineer. And so that's what's happening here. This man has skills. God has given him skills. He has given him a mind that works a particular way. And that is going to be the means by which he's going to be operating. In other words, this guy, his, his ministry is not like the ministry of the Levites. Where the Levites are teaching. The prophets are, pre, uh, are prophesying. Uh -uh. Him, he has the gift of skill. Engraving things. And doing all sorts of things. What is your skill? I'd expect you that you would refine your skill. You would get better at what you've been called to do. Find some foolish Christians asking for prayer for promotions. And yet they're unskilled. Promote you to what? Promotion by whom? No, it takes for you to make sure that you nurture your giftings. You get the training that you need. You go back to that school that you, you need to go back to. Do you know we're living in a rapidly changing world? There was a time you, you knew that, okay, this is my profession. And I have qualified. And that's the end of it. I'll just be getting money and da 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 da. No, it doesn't work like that anymore. I tell you, in this rapidly changing world, factories are being shut down, taken to another country. Robots are taking, off the, uh, are taking over the work of people. Computers have taken on the jobs of people. So if you're a draftsperson, for example, who draws buildings, and you, you use your ruler and stuff like that, they don't do like that anymore today. It's all done on a computer. It's all done on a computer. You're expecting to get some work to a printing press somewhere. Or you want to get some stuff printed. Unless you're looking for a thousand books. Take it to some offset printing place. But if it's only just one, two, three copies. Computer. What am I saying? We need to be constantly developing ourselves. Constantly developing ourselves. even those skills, the things that God is going to use to bring us to a place of kingdom influence. The Proverbs say, 
man's gift makes room for him and brings him before rulers. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before rulers. So if you're you're developing your gift, you are not going to come to a place where you will have more influence. Ask your neighbor, what skill do you need to develop in your life? Hallelujah. Amen. See, let's, let's stop being religious. And just think that, oh, ministry is when I come here to church on Sunday. Uh, ministry is the place where God has set you to. It's the place where you're operating from. That business place is ministry. That office you work in, ministry. That classroom you're in, ministry. And if you're working hard in class, and you're at the top of the class, the other students will even come to you and want to learn from you. And now they know that you're born again. We never thought a born again person can really be top of the class. But there you are. You can exert your influence over them. Know how means. We must develop our skills. Because when you develop your skills, you are making more room for yourself and more influence for yourself. Listen, if we had a lot of true born agains, True, true Christians in government, they wouldn't have been Kashgate. Kashgate would not be there. If we had a lot of truly believing Christians, we wouldn't have Kashgate. In fact, if we had true Christians in Malawi, 80 something percent of which is Christian, we wouldn't have cash get and all these things going on. But because we have people that are not really Christian, but people for whom Christianity is just something they put on, something they put on to say, okay, religion, Christian. And so we come at a place where we see the opposite of what's Christian happening in our country. But what if we had true Christians in positions of authority? What if true Christians in places of authority? This country would change. This country will change. And here's what I'm saying to you. Don't down on your gifting. Don't look down on your training. God wants to promote you to a place where you can bring kingdom influence. And that is a platform for your ministry. Number one, you are spiritually empowered. You should know that you're spiritually empowered. Number two, you'll know how the, the truth that you have. And then number three, I, 
Me. What is my personality? Now you'd agree with me. There are some jobs that are given to a particular personality, isn't it? In other words, the quiet types, the ones that you know are not very interactive, would not make a very good TV presenter. Isn't it? Because, you know, that personality isn't matching the, the, the job that is supposed to be done. And so God, even in using us, he uses our personalities as well. Watch what he says about this God. In verse number 34 there. It says, and he has inspired him to teach both, both him and Aholiab, the son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan. So watch it. The Holy Spirit has inspired this person. Does the Holy Spirit change somebody's personality? Uh, not really. Mm -mm, mm -mm, but he maximizes your personality. And so the kind of person that you are, or the personality that you have, also has a matching ministry. Oh, there are some of you. you. You better work by yourself with those figures and whatever it is that you write. When people show up, you really don't have much to say. And, and sometimes you actually feel bad. I, I, I don't know what to say. Anybody like that? It's not bad. It's you. It's you. Hallelujah. It's Amen. you. That's your personality. Hey, some of us can't shut up. Uh, uh, hey, did you about yesterday? Oh, that prophet so and so. Hey. This and that. And Is that bad? No. No. Different kinds of personalities. And God has made us like that. That we should be different. So I'm a quiet person. I shouldn't want to be a loud person. Because I'm not a loud person. And a loud person should not get intimidated. And like, well, that person looks deep. You know, every time they say something, it's deep. Let me also start keeping quiet and say something deep. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. They may be deep, but you are colorful. You are the life of the party. Yes, you may be loud, but that's what the silence needed. The silence just needed that. Tell your neighbor, be yourself. Be yourself. And tell your neighbor, don't change me. So loud people, want quiet people to be loud too. But I've been talking to you. You haven't been saying anything. 
What's wrong with you? Pastor, I think my husband hates me. No. He's a quiet guy. And then you, quiet person, should not be saying, look, shut up. Don't you ever stop talking? Take a chill pill. You know, no. Let everybody be who they are. Here's what it means. It means that from your personality, there are some things you are not cut out to do. From your personality, there are some things you are very good at doing. And so the thing becomes, are you also operating from your personality? Because if you are not operating from your personality, life can be frustrating. It can be quite frustrating. Because we'll put you up there to lead the praise team. And all you wanted to do was sing a hymn. It's just not going to work, isn't it? And so knowing our personalities also helps us understand what we can do or not do. Young people jumping from one course to another course, another course, another course. What kind of a personality are you? Chances are if you're going to be a lab technician you may not want to be you, you may not be the type that's very loud if you're going to be the person that does whatever probably you may be the quiet person <laughs> I mean if it's happening in a lab you may be the quiet person and so understand your personality S is for what? spiritual gifts K I personality. Right? And so here we're going down to the next one, which is L. Life experiences. Now, verse number 35 says He has filled them with skill to do every sort of work done by an engraver or by a designer or by embroiderer in blue and purple and scarlet yarns. Or by a weaver, by any sort of workman or skill designer. So watch. He has skilled him. Now, you know, skill also comes with experience. In fact, you can never have skill unless you experience it. You have skill because you have experience. And many times when, especially in the church, when we think of our life experiences, we're only thinking about the positive things, isn't it? And when we come up and give testimonies, it's always about the powerful things. Positive stuff, isn't it? 
Nothing wrong with that. But do you know, sometimes people will benefit more from your negative experiences. Because somebody is just going through that thing in their lives right now. And do you know, somebody that has gone through some negative experience, many times can only be comforted by somebody who has gone through that before. You've never lost a husband. You, you don't know what it means to be a widow. You don't know the hard things that go through a person goes through that. I don't. Best I can do is listen to you, pray for you, but probably that's as far as I can go. But you know somebody that has gone through that. Oh, they know what you're going through. And they can speak into your life. And they can encourage you. And so let's not look at our negative experiences as things that are bad. No, those are the places where we encourage other people. He says, blessed be the Lord who has comforted us in our affliction and has given us these afflictions and comforted us in these afflictions so that we can comfort others. So friend, listen. You're losing your husband is not just something that you should worry about. Uh -huh. It is a platform for ministering to somebody. You're losing your father at an early age. It is something that you can help somebody with. You're Losing your job is something you can help somebody with. The boyfriend ditching you when you're about to get married is somebody, something you can comfort somebody with. Tell your neighbor, don't waste your troubles. Don't waste your troubles. That trouble, my friend, can be turned into an asset. Hallelujah. They meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. So Joseph tells his brothers, when they come to him and they say, we're sorry. We, we, we're sorry for what we did. Selling you to the Egyptians and stuff. Please forgive us. Of course, they were scared. Their father had died. And they thought, now Joseph is going to take But Joseph was healed from all that. He was healed from all that. He had crossed that bridge many years before. And so he tells them, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Hallelujah. Amen. And so God is able to turn any negative experience Every bad thing that has ever happened to us, able to comfort us in that. Don't allow the devil to make your pain a shame. Don't allow the devil to make your pain a shame. Allow Christ to convert your pain to comfort others. 
Listen, when you start thinking as I'm saying here, there's nobody here without a ministry. There's nobody here who cannot help anybody. And the biggest problem in the church is this. We think ministry is done by those of us in the front. No, ministry is done by all of us. We just have different spheres of ministry. May you comfort those. May you comfort those that have gone through hard times like you have gone through those hard times. May you start even from your pain. May you start even from your pain. And help person. Give hope to that person. You've had TB treatment. And somebody is struggling right now. You know how hard that stuff is. You are the best person to go to another person. And tell them, God is with you, man. God will take you through this thing. I was in this situation too. You mean you? Yes, I was in the very same situation. And God got me here. And I believe he's going to do the very same that's ministry. Ministry is not standing up here and speaking to these many people. Uh, ministry is changing a life. Ministry is changing a life. And so we see that even your negative life experiences. Can you write, those of you that are writing, can you write two things? Two painful things in your life. Amen. Amen. Two painful things. Write them. Write them down. So and so ditched me. You can write that. It's okay. And this is how I felt. I was sick. We want to use that platform from which we can help others and encourage this thing. He took me through this and he will take you through this. Hallelujah. Amen. Here's another one you should. Our SKI. S is what? Spiritual gifts. To, I mean, K. Know how. K is I. Personality. I. And then L. Life experiences, the negative ones, right? Because you don't have a problem with the positive ones. The positive ones we brag about all the time, right? And then another L. And I'm going to jump. To chapter number 35, uh, chapter number 36, verse number 2. And Moses called Bezalel and Oholiab, and every craftsman in whose mind the Lord had put skill, everyone whose heart stirred him up to come up to do the work. So, so everyone whose heart stirred him up. So their heart stirred them up. They wanted to do this too. They love to do this. The other L is love. 
things you love to do. Think of your hobbies. Your hobbies can actually be a platform for ministering to others. Hallelujah. Amen. Three years ago, I started going to the gym. I know. I know when I would go in there, I'd be praying. People are working out, I'm also praying. Please save these guys, save these guys. And started witnessing to people. And Brother Peter is here. And, and he's been around here a year and a half now. Amen. Amen. And you know, you know, you have hobbies. Probably you go down by that sports bar place and watch soccer. <laughs> Sports bar. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, because there are sports bars, isn't it? Where, where, where people just watch, there's the drink there, but they're watching. It could be you're saying, you know what? I want to reach out to some people there. Friends, where will you find sinners? In church. So, Pastor, you're saying it's okay for me to go to the bar. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. Some of us have histories. To be back there, it's going to conjure up the dead man. The resurrection of things that should not be resurrected. What am I saying? I'm saying use whatever platform you can. Use hobbies. Whatever it is that you can do. So that you can be a witness to Jesus. Paul says I have become all things to all men. In order that I might win some to Christ. To those without the law I became like one without the law. To those who are in the law I became like one who was in the law. By, but he says, by all means necessary, I make sure I win people into his So for you, what do you love to do? What are your hobbies? I like reading the Bible. It doesn't qualify as a hobby. Okay. Get a life. Get a life. I just love to pray. Okay, we're talking about something you can do with other people. Yeah, I come to intercession and I pray with other people. No, 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 no. Okay, so some sport thing that you do. Hallelujah. Are there people that love soccer in this place? You know, there was a time we had a soccer team here. It would go around, play soccer, and share the gospel. It's a platform. 
Sometimes there were some guys that would do their basketball thing. Go out there and share the gospel. There was a drama team in here. There is actually. They're starting again. Redeemed arts. They would go out. Do drummer. Share the gospel. There are so many things we can do. Hallelujah. Amen. There's so many things. Zambiri. Oh, you know, Pastor, why is it that you're the only one preaching? I want to be preaching too. Go start a wholesale. You will preach every Thursday, every Wednesday, whatever. Mm. In other words, go find your own pulpit. Right? Honestly speaking, we have no excuse for not bringing kingdom impact in our So that hobby you love to do. See, here's the thing. These are things from which you start a conversation with somebody and start a relationship with somebody so that at the come at a point hallelujah Amen. okay so here's the final Z so we say S spiritual gifts okay know how I personality L L Life experiences. The other L, love to do or hobbies. Right? And so we get to Zion now. In other words, will you do this for the kingdom of God? Now, a lot of people think if you do something for the kingdom of God, it must be painful. For I bear in my body the sufferings of Christ. <laughs> mm -mm. Mm -mm. That's religion. That's lemon juice baptism. That, that, that we don't do that. We actually love to serve God. Because we, we know that in doing that, we, we actually are going to have fun doing that. I mean, isn't it fun to see somebody that was so messed up come to Christ, gets transformed, and it's like, wow, that's you? It's fun. You get it? And so when we do this, we're, we're not doing this because we have our lemon juice face on and we just want to suffer. No, we love doing this. And so we want, to do it for, we want to do it for the kingdom of God. We want to do it for the sake of somebody to enter into eternity with God. And so we do it for Zion. Look at verse number one of chapter number 36. I've gone back now. He says, Bezalel and Aholiab and every craftsman in whom the Lord has put skill and intelligence to know how to do any work in the construction of the sanctuary shall work 
in accordance with all that the Lord has commanded. So watch this. Bezalel and Aholiab, they're doing this work. And it is the work about the sanctuary. Or the place where God is going to dwell in. So they are doing this for God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now we're in the New Testament. We don't have a temple. We don't have a tabernacle. But you, we come to the place where there's the church. God says he dwells in his church. Does God dwell in here? No. He dwells in our hearts. And so God has called you and me to build his church. Not a physical thing, but a spiritual thing. As we share the gospel, as we encourage other people, we're building the body of Christ, building the temple of God. In other words, you and I, we are both ministers on the same level. My work is no, is no more holier than your work of running a business. Hallelujah. Let's let, please let that sink. My work is no more holy than your work. No, 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 no. no. And here's why I say that. Paul writes, he says, whatever you do, in word or in deed, do it as unto God, and not as unto man. In other words, when I do my work, I should do it as unto God. When you run your business, you should do it as unto God. When you drive that car, you should do it as unto God. When you are being a student, you should do it as unto God. Because all of us, us are doing this for God. Again, Paul writes in Ephesians 2. That's a verse you should write down. Ephesians 2, verse number 10. Says for Ephesians 2, verse 10. He says, for we are his workmanship. And the word workmanship is like a display. Yes. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared for us to walk into beforehand. In other words, the things, the good works I'm supposed to do, God already prepared beforehand that I should walk in there. So it's not like I'm trying to discover what is it I'm supposed to do. I do, you know, like trial and error. No, 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 no. He already has prepared beforehand. All I need is just to walk with him. So I find out that to which he has called me to. Hallelujah. Amen. And what he has called me to is to increase his influence in the earth. To bring the kingdom into the earth. To tell people about what Jesus has done for them. To tell them that he's going to come again. And he's going to establish his government in the earth. Where there will be no more dying, no more crying, no more suffering. 
And when he comes to rule, nobody can impeach him. Oh, he'll start well and get bad. Uh-uh. Start cash gating. No, he's not like that. This is going to be the best kingdom ever. See, that is what we are about. That's what the believer is about. The believer does things for Zion. Have you ever thought about it? That the job that you do, you're doing it for Jesus. That your boss is actually Jesus. Mm-hmm. That it's really Jesus. You shall stand before. That you give an account for all the things that you did. What if you were to work like unto God? What if you were to show up tomorrow in that office and you're going to do work like unto God? I can assure you if you start working as unto God you start realizing wait a minute my job doesn't start at 8 o'clock and ends at 4.30 I'm working for God He's a 24-7 God and so whatever I need to do to ensure that this task is done, I'm going to do it. Because I'm not working for the shop owner. I'm working for God. And so I'm going to go the extra mile. You will not need to pray for a promotion, I assure you. You will not need to pray for a promotion. You will get promoted. Because that person will start saying, you're not working for me anymore. You, you have a sense of ownership here. You know there's a difference between an employee and an owner. Eh? An employee is looking at the time. The owner is looking at what needs to be done. Working for Zion means that you realize I should do my stuff with excellence. Let's finish this up. Here's what it says in verse number 3. And they received from Moses all the contributions that the people of Israel had brought for doing the work of the sanctuary. They still kept bringing him free will offerings every morning so that all the craftsmen who were doing every sort of task in the sanctuary came. Each came from the task that he was doing and said to Moses, the people bring much more than enough for doing the work that the Lord has commanded us to do. So Moses gave command and word was proclaimed throughout the camp. Let no man or woman do anything more for the contribution of the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing for the material they, they had was sufficient to do all the work and more. 
Watch what happens when we do things for God, for Zion. When everybody is doing their part, there is growth and increase. Do you know one of the hardest things in Malawi? For Malawians to work together. To work together. Malawians have a problem of working together. Go to Johannesburg. The Nigerians have their Nigerian association. The Kenyans have Kenyan association. Uh, Malawian association, not really. Maybe on WhatsApp. To share some gossip. But I, I challenge you go to any major city outside of Malawi where Malawians you find one of the things that's hard for us is to get together. I mean look, even Intercape knows that in Malawi you can send lousy buses. You don't send lousy buses to Lusaka. They will tell you right they will take it back. In these buses going to South Africa, these bus drivers are telling people you should put 50 rand, 50 rand in there. And they're paying things that they shouldn't even be paid. And when somebody says, no, but we can't pay that. Ah, but you know, you should just keep quiet. You'll just cause us a lot of trouble. No, 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 See, our challenge. One of the hardest things to build anything here is to get everybody on the same page. To make people stop thinking about their belly and what they shall eat. To get them to a higher cause. To make them understand that, listen, it's more than just you as an individual, me as an individual. But that there's a greater thing at stake. And that God has called us. That we should take this to the next level. But it's not going to happen. If you're just worried about your situation. So that's why on every street corner of a church, because eh? when Pastor Patrick is not happy, there will be International Kairos Christensen. And he'll go off with some with Brother Steve. He'll go with Brother Steve. <laughs> and then Brother Steve is going to break from there. Global International Kairos Christians. Let's work together. Let's work together. Let's bring our giftings together. There's a reason why we're different. We don't have a team that's made up of all goalkeepers. No, you need different kinds of, of positions that are played. There is something with the church as we're doing it for Zion. We do it in such a way that we embrace our 
diversity. And so yesterday we're doing this great outreach out there. Brother Steve. Here, here's an organization that recycles trash. And so we said, okay, let's let's join you guys to do something. And so there was Toka Market, Lizulu Market, and right back there. And the interesting thing, it looks like we are now the people that are trying to bring everybody to the building to do stuff. And you know, when we start inviting those people to church, they'll come. When we start witnessing to them, they will start listening to Each us. Each and every one of us has a part that we play. So you have a soccer team or you want to start a soccer team a soccer ministry oh we are behind you We'll we find enough soccer people to play with you oh you want to start some basketball whatever oh chess there is enough chess people. Are there chess people here? Yeah, there chess people. Can use chess to reach out. Hallelujah. And so what's the point? Let's work together. So that we can touch this city. Because if we do not do that, then we have not been faithful. Remember, this is the year of faithfulness. Where we are faithful before God. To use our gifts and our talents. And we know how God works. When he gives you one, and you multiply the one, when he comes back, and he finds you with two, He's going to give you two more. You've been faithful in little. Then he says, ah, oh, you need more. Because if you're faithful on this level, then we can take you to this level. You're faithful 10 million kwacha. We can take you to 50. If you are faithful only when it's 20 kwacha, then we can only take you to 20 kwacha. And so that your movement forward is hindered by yourself. Church this year, make it a year that you are a faithful servant. Hallelujah. Amen. And here's what we're going to do today. After the service, probably when they're serving the, what do you call it, the, the serving the food, they'll be, they'll be going around to ask you your name, your number, and the ministry you want to be a part of. There's no such ministry here. You will start that ministry. We'll stand behind you. We'll, start, we'll stand behind you. We'll find people for you so that we can minister before you. At the end of the year, at the end of the year, we should be saying, but this place is too small. Because there are all these people we've reached out to that we can't fit in here. Church, let me ask you. Is it hard to tell somebody about Jesus one person a week? One person. I don't think so. Now, if it is, 
That's why we need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, isn't it? So the Holy Spirit fills us up and we go gung-ho and we start telling people about Jesus in a tactful manner, of course. In a tactful manner. Is it hard for a cell to bring three people to the Lord every month? Is it possible? Very possible, isn't it? So cells, do your outreaches, whatever it is that you do. Three people. Three people. In a month. Let them get saved. We add them to here. If we have 10 cells, that's 30 people a month. In 10 months, that's 300 people entering into the kingdom of God. We can do it only if we're serious enough. Let it be faithful I'd like to ask you to stand up with Thank you for listening to the Kairos Lolongwe podcast. I trust you've been blessed. Please do us a favor and share this podcast with friends on Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, and whatever social media you're on. May the Lord break you through into your kingdom destiny. Blessings.